Welcome everybody to Connect the Knox. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Julia Hurley, connecting the nation to Knoxville, Tennessee. Today's guest is literally my all-time favorite Knoxvillian. I don't know how everybody else feels about it, but that's just how you're going to get it today. Mr. Randy Boyd, University of Tennessee, Knoxville's president, all-around most amazing father, most amazing son, most amazing husband, most amazing friend. I think the best president UT's ever had. I'm going to keep going, but we're going to start and let him talk a little bit about himself. Randy, can you tell us a little bit about you, about your family, your Knoxville history, and how you ended up where you are today? Well, thanks, Julia. And I'm going to go back and check your other podcasts and see if you introduce all your other guests exactly the same way. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I, for the moment, at least, I'm going to suspend disbelief and say thank you for that very kind introduction. But yeah, I'm a Knoxville native, born and raised, president of the University of Tennessee. I tell everybody all the time that I'm going to be a resident long after I'm a president. Um, <laughs> this is where I was born and this is where I'll finish the rest of my lives. I guess if I started with the most important thing to know about me is that I'm a grandfather. I'm called Poppy. And I have two granddaughters that are the most adorable in the world. One's four and a half. She's Wiley. And another that's two. Her name is Penelope. I have two sons. One is the father of my granddaughters, Thomas, and his wife, Lindsay. Then my younger son is Harrison. Both live in Forth and Gill in Knoxville, Tennessee. I've been married to Jenny now for 37 years. We've uh, known each other for 39 years. And we built this wonderful life here in Knoxville. She's the talent in the family. She plays the call hammer banjo, the fiddle, the mandolin, and owns Boyd's Jig and Reel. That's her place. Where My favorite restaurant. Oh, thank you for that. <laughs> she tries to, uh, her mission is to preserve and promote our musical heritage, which is the Scots, the Irish, the African music that com combined here and created this great music scene that, that we think of as Appalachian and country and all the things that emanated from it. So that's her contribution to the community. For me, Born and raised in Knoxville, went to the University of Tennessee, first one of my family's history to graduate from college, started my first business at age 23, which failed. Fail forward. Yes. It's always good to get a, a failure out of the way early. You learn more from your mistakes than you do from your successes. Started a second company that was a bit more pedestrian, selling electric fencing out of the back of a Dodge Mansi van with no air and no radio. Customers started asking me for this product called the Invisible Fence. Make a long story short, I decided to make one of my own. 30 years later, it's an $800 million company with 4,000 products and 1,400 employees selling in 45 countries around the world. I sold the company about July of 2020. Meanwhile, uh, I had a few other little side projects. Uh, I've been special advisor for higher education for Governor Haslam and was able to uh, create something called the Tennessee Promise and the Drive to 55. I was able in 2017 to start a nonprofit called Tennessee Achieves, which has now sent over 100, 130,000 kids to community college free of charge. They've all on their own have provided 4 million hours worth of community service. So we're really proud of that little organization. Got to serve as commissioner of economic and community development. Had a lot of great projects working with Governor Haslam that I wanted to keep going. And uh, the best way I felt like to make sure that they didn't end was to run for government myself. That didn't work out, but I ended up in an even far better place. I believe God always has a better plan for you than you do for yourself. And I'm now president of the University of Tennessee. I'm just about to hit my four-year anniversary on November 26, 2022. And it's been just an incredible adventure. I believe that if you want to serve the people of Tennessee, the University of Tennessee is the best place that you can do that. I feel like after you lost the gubernatorial election, that COVID hit. And honestly, I was, I was like, hmm, God had a better plan 
for Mr. Randy Boyd. When you started at the University of Tennessee, it's one of the biggest campuses that I've ever visited. I visited all the state, the SEC colleges anyway. I was very lucky to have that. My very first failure at the age of 23 myself. So I understand and appreciate that. As you've continued to grow UT, there's a project that you all have everywhere you look UT. And when you started doing that and really promoting it, I genuinely felt like even just living in the area, we saw more of UT everywhere. And now we're looking at, I can see places, uh, the second largest fan base in the world, by the way, right behind Florida. And I think that's only because they have Gatorade. That's the only reason I think that people know about Florida is Gatorade. But University of Tennessee is the second largest fan base. And I feel like as president, you're not just growing the sports fan base, you're actually growing the college fan base. I've relocated less than, I think, 25 to 30 new professors that are teaching new and exotic ways to think outside the box, new curriculums, new conversations. Tell us about that project and what you're really growing there. The Everywhere You Look UT campaign isn't so much a project, but a brand awareness campaign to make sure that people understood that everywhere you look, UT is present across the state of Tennessee. We are the land-grant university for the state of Tennessee, which means we are here to serve the people of Tennessee. Unlike a lot of other universities, our mission is to serve the people of Tennessee. And we literally are everywhere. You know, as president, I'm not just responsible for UT Knoxville, but for all of our campuses. In the West, we have the UT Health Science Center that trains over 70% of the dentists and over 40% of the doctors for our state. And they have five campuses around the state. They're not just in Memphis. They have faculty and students in Nashville, working out of the hospitals in Knoxville, in Chattanooga, in Jackson, Tennessee. They have exactly 888 different clinics across the state of Tennessee providing medical care to people in the state at the same time training students. Then, of course, we have UT uh, Martin in northwest Tennessee, and they have five satellite campuses all across west Tennessee. We have UT Chattanooga. They became a, a university of ours 52 years ago when they, they were acquired into the system. They had 1,000 students then. Now they have over 11,000 doing a fabulous job in that part of the state. At UT Knoxville, our flagship, we've grown by over 15% in the last year in our undergraduate enrollment, 32,000 students now. And within UT Knoxville, we also have the Institute of Agriculture with a, an extension office in every single one of our 95 counties across the state. And then finally, we just added a new campus called UT Southern in Pulaski, Tennessee. We created something called the UT Promise a few years ago, that says if your family income is under $60,000, you can come to any of our campuses free of tuition and fees. Wow. So that makes it possible for wow. over half the population to come to UT for free. But if you lived in southern middle Tennessee, there was no campus anywhere near you. The only way you could have come get a college education at UT was to move and live on campus. And if you're like a lot of people, leaving your family is not an option. And so by firing what used to be called Martin Methodist, we now have a new UT campus in Pulaski, Tennessee, changing and transforming that part of our state forever, giving more high-quality public education opportunities for the people in that area. Also, by the way, we manage this little laboratory over in Oak Ridge called Oak Ridge National Labs, which I'm currently the chairman of UT Battelle that runs the lab as well. So just a little, just a little something extra. <laughs> across the state, literally everywhere you look, UT is there with the mission uh, providing more opportunity for more people to get a great education and a better job and a better life. Pain head to toe? Go see Dr. Joe. Certified sports chiropractor with specialties in dry needling, soft tissue therapy, TENS unit targeting, and spinal manipulation. 
15 years of athletic chiropractic training at your service right here in Knoxville, located off of South Peters Road. That's Dr. Joe Cairo at GoSeeDrJoe.com. Call the office today or visit our website. Combined with what you have actually been able to accomplish in your very short lifespan of being here, let's say, you know, at, at, at all at 23. So you barely had 30 years in this business of being in business. What you have accomplished in this very short time, having such a successful campaign of passion, especially toward edu education. We, I just had an interview with Loudoun County Education Foundation Director Michelle Lewis, and she actually commented on this as well, that education feels like, and I've said this, it feels like it's changing and it's changing so fast. And having someone like you're passionate for this education growth and the workforce development, what future do you see UT playing in more of a mechanical hands-on process versus just the university path? Where are we headed with that, do you think? Well, I think the University of Tennessee is going to be training a lot of the teachers that provide the education at a lot of our other types of schools. But there is a difference between, I think, what maybe what she was referring to in the technical fields that you would learn at one of our Tennessee colleges of applied technology. Those are critically important to our state. And we're trying to be great partners with them and our community colleges, where I think the university's biggest role is in providing transfer pathways to those students. So they should go to this, many students should go to a technical school and get some of that hands-on training. But then some will want to transfer into a community college and then others still will decide, you know, actually I want to learn even more and I'd like to transfer to a university and be, and be able to get a, a bachelor's degree in engineering. It was great to learn to weld. It was great to get a mechanic a mechatronics associate's degree, but I think I could actually like to get a mechanical engineering degree. And our role in that continuum is to be great partners for the technical colleges and the community colleges. That is amazing. What's the new partnership? It's not new, but what is the partnership like with Oak Ridge National Lab? That's actually been a topic of conversation a lot recently. A lot of relocations coming in with Bechtel on top of that and a lot of things come out of Washington, D.C. In this very small town, I don't think people know that the Knoxville, Tennessee area houses all of this. And the responsibility is connected. Yeah, Oak Ridge National Labs has had tremendous growth over the last 10 years. In fact, going to be celebrating soon a retirement part, at a retirement party with Thomas Zachariah, who has led a lot of that growth after having served as the lab director for the last five years. But the lab has grown over 2,000 employees in the last five years. They're now a, an organization with 6,500 of some of the smartest engineers and scientists, most loyal, dedicated staff in the country. They'll do $2.7 billion in research this year, which is also up like 40% over what it was just 10 years ago. The partnership with UT has been, since the very beginning, UT engineers and faculty members helped with the creation of the lab back in the, in the 40s. 22 years ago, the Department of Energy had a, a, a bid for a contract to manage the lab. The University of Tennessee partnered with Battelle out of Ohio for that bid, and we won. And so now we've been the managing partner in partnership with uh, Battelle for 22 years. Every five years, the bid comes up for renewal. We're hopeful that we're going to be the uh, managing partner of Oak Ridge National Labs for hopefully for decades to come. We have a really, really close relationship. It's huge. I think that is one of the biggest research facilities in the country. It is the largest non-weapons research facility in the country. Right. All housed, again, in the Knoxville, Tennessee market. A lot of things that people just don't know. 
a little bit about the connect the Knox situation is connecting the dots in Knoxville to the things that go outside this area. And a big question I had for you, going to revert back to education. I still think that is such, such an amazing opportunity for the rest of the country to mimic maybe or, or possibly rip off and develop your process for getting kids a free education. How's the University of Tennessee Knoxville's platform, I guess, as president, allowing you to have those conversations and show the rest of the nation, hey, this can work and you can build your workforce out at almost no cost. As I mentioned, really proud of the the work that we did around the Tennessee Promise. And that's a state-led program that allows everybody in the state of Tennessee to be able to go to a technical college or community college free of charge forever. And they're matched with a mentor, which is so critically important to make sure they not only go, but they're also successful once they get there. And they also, it's technically not free because when they go, they also had to do one day's worth of community service each semester. So that's the Tennessee Promise Program. When I got to UT, seeing how well the Tennessee Promise Program worked for students wanting to go to technical community colleges, I wanted to do something similar at the University of Tennessee. The trick to the Tennessee Promise was that it's a last dollar scholarship so that we would apply at the state, we would apply or provide the funding for students to be able to go that wasn't already provided by either state programs like Hope Scholarship or federal programs like Pell. The fact is that 53% of those students could have gone free anyway. They just didn't know it. We applied that same kind of logic and same kind of plan to a program that we call the UT Promise, which says that if you can academically earn the right to any one of our colleges, you can go, you know, universities, you can go free of tuition and fees. We're the first system across the country to be able to do that. That means there have been a few other single campuses that have done some a program somewhere, but no statewide system had ever done anything like what we were able to do. And I mean, it's been game changing for so many families and students. Last year, we had over 1,100 students be able to come to one of our campuses completely free of tuition and fees as a part of this program. They also are required to have a mentor, which even though it's a requirement, it's actually a benefit to have somebody like yourself, maybe like so many others that volunteer to help support these students. And then also like Tennessee Promise, they're required to do a community service project, which I think is not only something that they're a way in which they're giving back, but they're also learning at the same time. Because a lot of times they get exposed to programs they might not otherwise have known about and find that they have a passion for it. So we actually create lifelong people that want to give back to their community. So we're really excited about that program. It feels good because I was actually waiting in line for, I don't know, Petros, I think at the UT football game a couple of games ago. And this young lady next to me, she says, Julia? And I was like, yes, that that would be me. She goes, you are my mentor in Tennessee Promise. And I was like, that is right there, just standing right next to me. So you get some sense of she's there, she's accomplished, she's telling me all about it. And she walked back to our chairs with us. She was so sweet. And I was like, I can't, one, I can't believe you remembered me. And two, I can't believe that fortuitously we were standing here together. You're at your junior year, you're about to graduate you get such a reward of giving back to these kids. And it's just like, they actually remember the impact you have on them and it changes your life and their life and the whole community. I think sometimes we mentors or just adults in general forget how a kind, supportive word at the right time can transform somebody's direction. Sometimes you don't even think about it. You don't think it's very material, but it really does make a huge difference. It's, and when we were recruiting mentors, now I've turned into a, a pitch for recruiting mentors, but as will always be closing. Take what you can get. <laughs> the time that's re- required is so minimal, but the impact that it can make on a person's life can be so transformative. It's, it's a great investment and really makes a difference.
Where do you see the future of the University of Tennessee, including, I mean, it's it's a small town in and of itself, right? 32,000 people. That's almost as big as our county over here, one county over. Where do you see the growth on that? How are we going to continue housing these students on campus? Are we going to continue to build outskirt campuses? What's your growth plan there? And remember, I, as the president of the University of Tennessee system, responsible for all the campuses, we have 53,000 students across the state, and each one of them has their own growth plans. UT Knoxville has a tremendous amount of demand, more than we could possibly bring in. Last year, we had 38,000 students apply to come to UT Knoxville. We were only able to bring in 6,800. This coming year, I can tell you that the applications are going to be even greater still. So it's a real challenge to be able to choose the few very fortunate students that get to come. But in every case, we've got to make sure we give them a great experience. So one of our challenges as we continue to grow is to make sure we're building out housing, building out apartments on campus, but also encouraging the the broader community. If we had a growth plan to add 5,000 additional beds, we have about 8,000 now. If we had another 5,000 over the next five years, which would be incredibly aggressive, that would only meet enough for the freshmen and about 25% of the sophomores, which means as this growth keeps continuing, your upperclassmen are going to need more and more beds. So the same number of beds that we're having to increase for the freshmen and the percentage of the sophomores, the broader community is going to need to be able to create. So just for Tennessee, Knoxville campus alone, we need a tremendous amount of new construction. And then you add to it all the faculty and the staff that come here to support them. One of our biggest challenges in Knoxville is creating the, the housing to meet just UT Knoxville's growth, in addition to all the other businesses that are growing. Amen to that. It's one of our biggest struggles in my industry as well. We're, we're constantly asking for more land to be open for development. There's only so much land around your campuses, even statewide, though. How do you find more opportunity for growth, like the land and the building? How does that come across? Well, I think we should have to think about land differently. If you look at the University of Tennessee in an aerial map, there's a tremendous amount of it. I don't know the exact percentage, but a tremendous amount is surface parking. We just can't afford to have a significant part of our campus anywhere taken up by surface parking. So changing the way we think about parking is one. And also maybe the way you think about even allowing cars on campus. You know, a lot of campuses around the country don't allow cars for their students in their freshman year. And so that you think about what kind of impact that would have on the need for parking, which then impact that would have on our space. So we're going to have to be more efficient with the land that we have. We're going to need to be going up and we'll have opportunities to go and expand a bit as well. A project that this would be interesting to the, those that are in Knoxville, if they don't know, but the city, along with UT, has proposed to the governor to finance a pedestrian bridge from Thompson Bowling River over to the South Knoxville waterfront. If the state's allowed, it provides the funding to do that. If the governor funds that, then suddenly there could be a whole community on the other side of the river that can walk to UT's campus within 10 minutes. And that would be a tremendous boost for that part of our our community and gives us the ability to have some additional, very accessible residential space. We all know that real estate is location, location, location. Our team at Just Homes Group Realty Executives has the true expertise, pairing buyers and sellers with the right opportunities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell a home right here in Knoxville, Lenore City, Clinton, or Farragut, We have the expertise throughout every Knoxville surrounding area. Call Just Homes Group Realty Executives today at 865-693-3232.
Is there anything that the public in all 95 counties can do to educate themselves more on what they can be involved in, what they can't be involved in, how they can help grow or maintain? What can everybody help University of Tennessee do for the everywhere you look UT and they can understand how to be involved in that and watch its growth? Yeah, there's so many opportunities, but reaching out to your local campus, if you're in Northwest Tennessee, reaching out to UT Martin or UT Southern, there's so many volunteer opportunities. One of the things that I've been amazed at in this University of Tennessee system is how many people step up and volunteer. So much of the work is done by volunteers, people that either have graduated or just have an affinity to the University of Tennessee. So reach out to the local campuses and volunteer. Another opportunity is reach out to the local extension office. Again, we have one in every county. They have all kinds of programs, including 4-H. We have 186,000 4-H students in the state of Tennessee. They're all managed by the 4-H agents at UT's extension offices. So UT manages that whole program, and they are always looking for volunteers. There's uh, unlimited ways in which one can volunteer. If you have no time, you just got a lot of money, you can also donate as well. (laughs) If you have a lot of money and you're looking to donate, I'll find a way to connect you. I'm going to shift gears just a bit. A lot of things that people do know about you and don't know about you, you are an avid runner. And I think that by even just looking at your social media pages and now you tease social media because you are head to toe orange wherever you go. Everyone knows where UT is. Tell us a little bit about your running career and some of your favorite places and maybe not so favorite places of where you run. Well, first off, I'll say I do run a lot, but I do it for my mental health as well as my physical health. And I only get participation medals. I'm never standing on a podium, just to be clear, but I have done a lot. I have ran 47 full marathons and 85 half marathons. Goals would be to run 100 halves, 50 fulls. And I want to do a a full on every continent. I've done three continents so far, including uh, Antarctica last December, which that's a whole podcast story, but it was very challenging. It just turns out, by the way, it's pretty difficult getting to Antarctica. Getting there was (laughs) an adventure just by itself. But my favorite marathon is New York. I've done it 15 times in a row. I just did it two weeks ago, and I like it because of just the pageantry and the immenseness of it. There's 55,000 runners from 150 different countries, 2 million fans along the way. It's a spectacle, and it's just really fun to, to be a part of. And so that'll probably be the one that, you know, at age 90, I'm just trying to stay ahead of the street sweepers and try to get my medal and finish. But uh, <laughs> that'll be the, la- the one that I'll continue to do forever. I just finished a half marathon at Disney about three weeks ago. Good for you. Yeah, thank you. I'm back running. It took me two years to heal from my injury. It's not going to keep me down. So I was like, we are going to fix this. I'm getting back on the road. Those balloon ladies were one mile behind me the whole time. I was like, you're not getting me. You're not getting me. (laughs) I made it. But Bill, I understand the struggle bus. I understand that struggle bus. Listen, is there anything that anybody out here right now, anything you need to be connected to? You're very connected in and of yourself. But is there anything that anybody on our podcast that can help UT or help you grow, get to know? Is there anything you need to be connected with that Connect the Knox can help you with today? I'd say just what we talked about earlier, go to the local campus website, reach out to a local extension office. Probably most everybody on this call knows somebody that is involved in UT. Ask them how you can help. This university is here to serve the people of Tennessee. It serves best when the people of Tennessee are also serving the university. And we all work together to make a difference. And I hope that we can. Julia, thanks so much for letting me be on with you today. Oh, no, this has been my pleasure. It always is. You always make time for everybody. And I think, again, that's that servant leadership part you've always had. Always. We'll have to do a whole nother podcast on that. I'm telling you, I got a whole lifetime of Randy Boyd stories. Anyway, 
fire round favorite Knoxville restaurant? Uh, Boyd's Chicken Real. That's where I take all my NIL kids on the football team for lunches because they never leave campus. And I'm like, just meet me at the Jig and Reel. And they love it. They love it. Favorite bar? Also Boyd's Chicken Reel. <laughs> Why though? Yeah, but there, I'd say uh, Brother brother Wolf right next door. Oh, yeah, would be. Really Jig and Reel has the world's largest scotch selection, correct? That's right. And if I were going up market, I'd go to the Brasserie. Ooh, off North Shore. Yes, yes. Yes, they still have the Whole Fish Fridays, which is rare to find anymore. Rare to find. Okay, let's see what we've got. Favorite grocery store? Uh, I like Fresh Market. My wife likes, but, but we're in Bailey, though, so we're kind of a split family on that. I like Butler and Bailey as well. Butler and Bailey actually came up two podcasts ago. It's very interesting. Everybody's got a different a different conversation with all the favorites. Favorite gas station? Uh, any pilot. But also like Weigel's too. Coffee. You know, this may be n- not not politically correct, but I do like Starbucks. I like to get a, <laughs> a grande black eye. It's two shots. I'm big on the flat whites. They're fantastic. All right. I appreciate you. I'm not going to grill you anymore on favorites. Thank you so much for taking time. We know that your time is valuable. Everyone, everywhere you look, UT, this is UT president. And this is statewide. Randy Boyd, again, one of my favorite people. And no, I don't introduce everybody like that. We're going to do another podcast on that run in Antarctica and do just a runner's podcast. I'm really excited for everything that you've done and appreciate you so greatly. Again, thank you for being on our show today. Is there a website specifically that everyone can go? I would love for them to look at the volunteer opportunity for Tennessee Achieves. Just Google UT and you'll find plenty, plenty different ones. Thank you, Julia. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.